Do not say a single word about it. Today we are back with a review of a brand new microphone from Neat. That microphone being the Neat Microphones King B2, which if you couldn't tell by the name, is a revision to the King B, which I reviewed a while back. I'll throw a link in the corner or something. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $170, and I will throw some links in the description down below. And if you want to support the channel, go ahead and use those affiliate links, because I get a kickback, doesn't cost you anything else. Also, in the sake of full disclosure, I do need to let you know that Neat Microphone sent me this microphone free of charge for the sake of making this review. And for this review, I have the microphone running directly into the Focusrite 18i20 2nd Gen. My gain is set at around 1245. I am recording 24-bit, 48 kilohertz. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. You are going to get the microphone. You'll get this clip-on honeycomb windscreen or pop filter. You'll get a shock mount, which is pretty robust. A 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter. And a little bit of documentation. Then as far as the build quality, it feels pretty robust and well put together. It does have an all-metal body as well as a metal mesh grille which has a little bit of give to it on the front. If we rotate it a little bit, you can see that it has this bulbous rear. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about or something. If we rotate around the microphone, <laughs> there are no buttons or switches on the bottom of the mic. Yeah, the bottom of the microphone, you'll find the XLR port. And if it matters to you, this microphone is made in China. I don't know why I'm acting this way. <laughs> then as far as the specs, this microphone has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 16 hertz to 20 kilohertz, a sensitivity of approximately negative 32 dB, a self-noise which is not listed, a max SPL of 140 dB, an impedance of 150 ohms, and a phantom power requirement of plus 48 volts. Now I am spinning around the King B2 to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. We'll continue around the microphone to 180 degrees. Here's the rear of the mic. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle, there we go, and then we will rotate and end at the front of the microphone. Now let's test the plosive rejection of this thing, and a little bit later I will be testing the provided pop filter. Please bring pizza pronto, please bring pizza pronto, please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect on this thing. Now I'm about three inches off with the mic pointed at the corner of my mouth and here's how it's sounding. About one foot away from the microphone. Now we're about two feet away from the microphone. And finally about four feet away from the neat microphones, King B2. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron Blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for the game and folk, now I am typing on the sad W and spacebar key. Here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And here is how the audio sounds with the mic about six inches away in a completely untreated room. 
Now to see how effective the provided shock mount is, I'll tap on my desk to see how much of that noise it can reject. And then I will tap on the boom arm. And then something I noticed while using this, if you tap the exterior of the shock mount, not the worst, but if you tap the interior mount, resonant like a bell. So I think that's something neat needs to it neat neat needs to address and they might need to update the shock mount a bit. And now because I'm an annoying person, I'm going to tap on the body of the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Now I want to see the effectiveness of the provided pop filter and also test to see if it has any impact on the tone of the recording. So right now I'm about six inches off of the microphone. It does not have any pop filter, windscreen, anything on it. And here is how it's sounding. And now I've installed the provided pop filter. I'm at the exact same distance, the exact same gain setting, and here is how it's sounding. In my headphones, I hear quite a drastic difference in tone, but you can't trust your ears while you're recording, so you tell me in the comments and I'll know after I edit this in post. Now let's see how well the provided pop filter helps with plosives. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now, like we always do, we're going to do a quick back and forth spoken word comparison between the microphone that we're reviewing and a bunch of other microphones on the market so we can see how it stacks up against the competition and hear this thing outside of a vacuum. We're not in a vacuum. This is a regular room. Like always, we'll start on the microphone that we're reviewing. This is the neat King B version 2. I'm six inches off of this. My gain is set at 12 o'clock. And here's how it's sounding. First up, we are on the Neewer NW700. Same distance, same gain setting. This costs around $25. And here's how it sounds. Let's jump back to the Neat and do more tests. Back again on the Neat King B version 2 so you can hear this before we jump to another microphone. Now we are on one of Neat's original microphones. This is the Neat Worker B version 1. This sold for around $90, but I think it is now discontinued. I am 6 inches off. My gain is still at 12 o'clock. Check the lower third to see how much I boost each of these in post. And there you go. $90 Neat versus $170 Neat. Let's do more. All right, we're back on the King Bee version 2 again as a palette cleanser. Here's how it sounds. And for the record, I am not using the provided pop filter. There you go. Let's jump to another mic. Now we are on one of the most popular microphones out there. This is the Audio-Technica AT2020. This costs around $100. I am six inches off. My gain is still at 12 o'clock. Check the lower third, and here is how it sounds compared to the Neat King BV2. Let's jump back to the Neat and do more comparisons. King B version 2 again. Here is how it's sounding. Let's jump to the fourth microphone. Now we are on the Blue Ember, which is another $100 condenser microphone. I am six inches off. My gain is at 12 o'clock still. And here is how this compares to the Neat. Which one do you like better? Let's jump back to the Neat and do more. 
All right, we're back on the King Bee version 2 again. This costs $170. Nothing has changed. Same distance, same gain setting. There you go. Let's jump to another mic. Now we are jumping up in price quite a bit to the AKG P120. This costs around $105. I do not have the high pass filter or the pad engaged. Six inches off, gain at 12 o'clock, and here is how this compares to the neat King B V2. Let's do more comparisons. All right, I think this next one is going to be the original King B. So this is King B version two. Get a good feel for it. Here is how it sounds on my voice. And now let's jump to the original. And now we are on the original King B version one. I am six inches off. My gain is still at 12 o'clock. And here is how this compares to the neat King B V2. A little bit more expensive because this cost $130. The new one costs $170, and there you go. Original V1 versus the V2. Which one do you like the sound of better? There is definitely a difference in tone. They are not identical. Let's jump back and do more comparisons now. All right, we're back on the King B version 2 again. After hearing the original, which one do you like best? But let's jump to another microphone and do more comparisons. All right. Now we are getting up closer to the neat King BV2's price range. We are now on the Lewitt LCT240 Pro. This costs $150. I am six inches off. My gain is still at 12 o'clock. Check the lower third to see how much I boosted it in post. And here is how it's sounding. Let's jump back to the neat and do a bunch more comparisons. Maybe not a bunch, a handful, I would say. All right, we are going to jump to another microphone that is very rarely seen on this channel. This is the King B version two, there you go. Let's jump to another microphone. Why did I sound weird there? Now we are on a microphone that isn't represented on this channel all that much. This is the Blue Spark SL and it jumped up in price to $200. I do not have the high pass or the pad engaged. Six inches off, gain at 12 o'clock. And this is quite a hot microphone. Here's how it sounds. Let's jump back to the neat and do three more comparisons, I think. Maybe four, three, I don't know. Are you surprised that we are back on the King B version two again? Here is how it's sounding. Get a good feel for it. Same distance, same gain setting. Let's jump to another microphone. Now we are on another microphone from Lewitt. This is the LCT 440 Pure or Pro. I can never remember. This costs $270 and I am six inches off. My gain is at 12 o'clock and here is how this compares to the Neat King B version two. $270 versus $170. Are you getting $100 better sound? You tell me. Let's do a couple more comparisons. If I were to tell you that we were back on the King B version two, would you believe me? Well, we are. And this is the King B version two. Let's jump to another microphone and let you hear that. Now we are on one of my all time favorite mics. This is the Rode NT1. It also costs $270. I am six inches off. My gain is still at 12 o'clock. Are you surprised? You shouldn't be. And here is how the Rode sounds compared to the Neat. Which one do you like better? Let's jump back to the Neat and we have one final mic to compare it against. And if I am not mistaken, we have one final microphone to compare it against, and I think everybody knows what it's going to be, so this is the King B version 2, 
Same distance, same gain setting. Let's jump to the final microphone. And finally, we are on the Neumann U87AI. I am on the cardioid mode, no pad, no filter engaged. Six inches off, my gain is at around 1115. This is a $3,600 microphone, so not a fair comparison, but this is the control from video to video. There you go. Those are the comparisons for you. Which one did you like the best? Did you think the neat King B version 2 held up or not? Tell me in the comments down below and let's jump to the music test. Please forgive my face because I know it's gross right now, but soon I'll shave. Yeah, honestly, you don't need to leave comments telling me how disgusting and unsettling and disturbing this entire thing is. I'm fully aware. I have to look at it multiple times a day and I hate it. Soon I'll shave, though. Maybe not all of it. <laughs> Because it's funny. So let's go to the conclusion and then we can address the rest of it at a later date. Okay, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but since Neat Microphones was acquired by Turtle Beach, I was really concerned about the King B2, but I am happy to say that I can breathe easily because the King B2 is a very competent microphone. And first up in terms of pros, one of the first things that I noticed was a smoother top end compared to the original King B. Also, the microphone did a surprisingly good job at plosive rejection. And also, I didn't include this in the specs section of this video because it wasn't on Neat's website or in the documentation, but Sweetwater lists the self-noise of this microphone at 6 dBA. If that's true, that's amazing for this price point. And then as far as cons, I think that the accessories need a little bit of help because the provided pop filter colors the audio a bit more than I would like, and the shock mount has the resonance issue, and that should not be a thing. Also, I did find some of my S's to be a little bit sharp on this microphone, so if you have a super sibilant voice, that's something to keep an ear out for, and you will likely need to use a de-esser. And lastly, this is more of a disclaimer than a con, but this is a chunky boy. This is heavy as heck. It's two and a half pounds with the shock mount. That is a lot of microphones, so you will need a proper boom arm, and a proper microphone stand if you want to use this. You likely won't be able to get away with a cheap desktop stand. It'll just tip right over. And then as far as my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone, on the electric guitar, I like it, but it is definitely not my favorite. You do get that heavier low end. The mids are inoffensive and fairly neutral, and the top end is pretty detailed. You get a lot of information up there. Some of the higher notes do get a little bit sharp, but overall on the electric, I thought it was very usable. 
Then on the acoustic guitar, it didn't blow my hair back or blow my dress up or whatever the saying is, but I think it's perfectly workable at a distance of 8 to 12 inches. It has a really nicely balanced lows and midsection, and then you get this nice articulate top end, which isn't overpowering, it isn't fatiguing, and it doesn't come across as sharp. So on the acoustic, I think it is perfectly workable there. Next up for singing, I really found myself liking it for that application. On my voice, the low end kind of got out of the way, but in most cases you would throw a high pass filter on anyway. The part that stuck out to me was how neutral the mids were, and then you have this really nice transition to this airy and breathy top end, which was really sweet sounding. I really enjoyed this microphone for singing. And lastly, for spoken word, again, I liked it for this application. I do think you're getting a beefier low end, a little bit of heft, a little bit of weight there. It helps out a voice like mine quite a bit. The mids are neutral and inoffensive. And then you get this boost to the top end, which is a bit more tame than the original, but you're still getting a really nice amount of detail up there. They're not completely taming that or rolling it off, but I did notice a little bit of sibilance there. So that's something to be aware of. And to wrap up, would I recommend the neat King Bee version 2? Yeah, for some people I would. First thing I want to say is the tonal characteristics of the version 2 are different from the original. I find that it has a little bit more of a tamed top end. It's not as hyper detailed. Some people are going to love that. Others are going to hate that. Also, with the price jumping to $170 versus the $130 or $100 of the original King Bee, I do think that makes the mic a little bit less appealing, but if you like the tonal characteristics of this microphone, I do still think it's a pretty good value. With all of that being said, the reason that I'm saying I would recommend this for some people is to my ears, this sounds more like a finalized product, a finalized recording, because it does have a bit more bass, it has a bit more treble, and it doesn't really come across as neutral. So I imagine this is going to be a situation where somebody either loves this or hates it. If you're somebody who loves the sound of this microphone and $170 is in your budget, then heck yeah, go ahead, pick it up, rock and roll. But if you hate the sound of this microphone, you don't like that beefiness, you don't like that boost in the top end, then the price doesn't matter, move on, find a microphone that you like. I think that might be the story with every microphone, actually. If you love the sound and it's within your budget, go ahead and buy it. If you don't like the sound of it, don't buy it. I'm just dropping bombshells left and right here. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, that's going to do it for today, but I want to hear from you in the comments down below. Between the version 2 and the original King B, which one did you like the sound of better? I'm not talking about the looks, I'm talking about the sound. And also, compared to every other microphone in that comparison, which one did you prefer? Next, if you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, big ol' thumbs down. If you want to hang out, we have a Discord server. You can talk about voiceover, you can talk about audio gear, you can talk about anything and everything audio-related podcastage.com slash discord. If you want more videos, subscribe and hit that like button because we can get that number up as high as we want and you can't see the dislikes anymore. <laughs> That's an interesting move, interesting decision there. And lastly, shameless self plug, if you want to support the channel and become one of 
these amazing people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button and joining at the $5 tier or higher, or going to patreon.com slash podcastage and joining at the $5 tier or higher. It really truly does help me continue to bring you these videos. So until next time, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. If you're in America, I hope you have an amazing, safe, and filling Thanksgiving. I will talk to you next week.